0: So I'm reading through the book of Exodus and I get to chapter five. And it's fairly simple, fairly cut and dry. Moses and Aaron going to Pharaoh, but I started to ask myself some simple questions because I think what happens is we disconnect ourselves from what's going on in the Bible by seeing things in a, in a more complicated light sometimes than is necessary. So if you, if you read the, if you read the account and you say to yourself, okay, I'm Pharaoh, let me put myself in Pharaoh's shoes. How exactly would I see a situation where Moses and Aaron Come to me with this proposition. And at some point, what will be going through my mind? So I'm going to take this journey and ask myself some questions, and you're going to join me for this. So, Exodus chapter 5, verse 1. Let's get into this. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel. Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Now put yourself in Pharaoh's shoes, from a young man. To this point, all you know of the Hebrew people is that they are your slave labor. That doesn't make it right, and that doesn't mean that Pharaoh doesn't realize internally that there's something wrong with the situation and the relationship between the Egyptians and the Hebrews. But this is all you know. I don't know how much Pharaoh knew about the most high God of heaven and earth that the Hebrews worshipped, I'm going to assume he didn't know much. Remember, several generations have gone by and the Egyptians don't even know anything about Joseph and how Joseph not only saved his family from famine, but he also saved Egypt. Pharaoh has no idea About that account, that that information was lost in translation, the importance of what happened and the importance of how Joseph helped Egypt through a hard time has not been translated from generation to generation. So he knows nothing about that. So is his response to what Moses and Aaron and the elders of Israel bring? Is his response an unreasonable, an unreasonable response? Now, my question is not, is it a good response? My question is not, is it an immoral response? My question is, is it an unreasonable response? Meaning, can I understand why he said what he said? Legitimately, I can. Now, that doesn't make this right. Because I think in verse two, we actually, he asked a question that I honestly think if anyone honestly asked this question and even in his heart, I believe he had the answer. And what he said is, and Pharaoh said, who is the Lord? That I should obey his voice to let Israel go. I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Now again, this is all Pharaoh knows. But at some point, so God has done things in us eternally. And I wish I would have wrote down, wrote down a couple verses dealing with this because some come to mind loosely. But people try to escape certain truths, and they try to base their escape of that truth on ignorance. And I don't think you can really do that at some level because the very God that created us and everything on the planet also created our hearts and our brains and our ability to reason. So at some point in Pharaoh's heart, even if he doesn't know, right? Like I said, just being realistic, being reasonable, he has no idea who the most high God of heaven and earth is. But at some point within his heart, he has to know what's going on with the Hebrews and how we're treating these people is not right. That in and of itself is a witness against Himself. Uh, verse 3 And they said, The God of the Hebrews hath met with us. Let us go, we pray thee, three days' journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the lord our god lest he fall upon us with pestilence or with the sword so now there's an ultimatum now i'm i'm just keeping it real pharaoh being in his position this is an this is a a, a authoritarian style rule right so pharaoh in this setting, he is the, the, the supreme authority in his land physically. So I imagine he doesn't like his authority being challenged. So again, this is how he grew up. So when they say this to, uh, to Pharaoh, I imagine at this point he's like, oh, so they're challenging me and they're giving me an ultimatum. Let me know what their God is going to do. If they're not allowed to go into the desert and sacrifice to him. Now, here's another thing that's interesting. I don't know if they they shared more details at this point that we don't have. But what we see them telling Pharaoh is. Let us go. We pray thee. Three days journey into the desert and sacrifice unto the Lord our God. Now, he doesn't know. Are they going to go? Are they going to come back? That they let him know that God is, you know, wanting them to be from under the bondage of Egypt. And go a lot of way, a lot of ways there, and the only reason I did this this way is to better understand this process of Pharaoh's heart being hardened. And what I see is he is making some choices, right? I, I believe God removed restraints and Pharaoh is making some choices of his own free will, right? He's steepled in his authority. He doesn't know who the Hebrews worship. And he's really not thinking about the treatment that, that the Egyptians have executed upon the Hebrew people. I'm sure in his heart, he has to know there's something wrong with it, but he's going past all of these things. All right. So verse four, and the king of Egypt said unto them, wherefore do ye Moses and Aaron let the people from their works get you unto your burdens. So if I had to to guesstimate what happened, Moses and Aaron meet with the elders. The children of Israel realize our cry has been heard. We are going to be set free. So if you are excited, right? You're in bondage all these years. You're excited. You're thinking to yourself, all right, this is it. We're going to be set free. We're not going to be any longer under this. You're probably going to stop working. All, all the excitement swells up and you just done. You ready to get out of there. So I, I imagine... Work at this point probably came to a screeching halt, which again angered Pharaoh even further. And in verse six, and Pharaoh commanded the same day that the taskmasters of the uh of the people um and their offices, saying, Now this is where it's gonna get it's about to get real for the children of Israel, ye shall no more. Give the people straw to make brick as heretofore let them go and gather straw for themselves and the tale of the bricks um, which they did make heretofore ye shall lay upon them. Ye shall not diminish aught thereof for they be idle. Therefore they cry saying let us go and sacrifice unto our God let uh, their more work be laid upon them that they may labor therein and let them not regard vain words. So he's pretty much thinking, all right, Moses and Aaron, they're full of it. We don't need to listen to their empty words. Now these people are going to have to make brick without straw and they're going to maintain the same output they've always had. And we're going to put an even bigger burden on them. So you would think at this point, the children of Israel have got to be thinking things are going to get better, but that's not what happens. Things actually gets worse. But I wonder if what's going on in Pharaoh's heart is similar to what happened to the apostle Paul when he consented to the death of Stephen. The difference is there's no conversion by Pharaoh in this account. But I wonder if this, a similar thing happened. Like in his heart, he knows there's something wrong. In his heart, he knows that what Moses and Aaron and the elders of Israel is telling him is true. And I think his own actions bear witness against him, right? Like when a person does something wrong, you ever notice that people, when they do something wrong, And they know it's wrong. They get angry at you like it's your problem, like you did something. And that leaves you thinking, wait a minute, you like you're the one that did wrong. Why are you mad at me? And I honestly think it's because in their heart, their actions have condemned them and they know it. They know what they've done is wrong. And instead of acquiescing. to what's going on? Like, yeah, I'm wrong. I definitely need to fix this. They just go even further so whatever it is they were doing at that moment. Uh, let's go verse 11 through 13. Go ye, get you straw where ye can find it, yet not aught of your work shall be diminished. So the people were scattered abroad throughout all the land of Egypt to gather stubble instead of straw. And the taskmasters hasted them saying, fulfill your works, your daily task as when there were, as when there was straw. So their burden has not decreased and they have to put out, they have to have the same output they had when they had straw, but now they don't have straw why did Pharaoh do this? Again, these are just questions that I, that I ask myself initially, like I said, to start his, the, the, what Pharaoh knows the reality of his life is being challenged. He has to, he has some questions that have to be answered. Now, what caused the Egyptians to do this to the the children of Israel. I'm not saying as if I don't know, I'm saying these are, these are questions that Pharaoh has to now ask himself. Why are the children of Israel tasked with such heavy burdens? Why are they slaves? Why do we have such disdain for them? What did, what did they do? Even if they did do something, does it justify our treatment of them? I I, I imagine, right? just, humanistically speaking Moses and Aaron come to him say what they say I imagine these are some of the things that's going through Pharaoh's head along with not understanding like where where are Moses and Aaron getting this from why are they challenging my authority now I'm mad now I'm gonna put an even bigger burden on the children of Israel And I'm fully convinced Pharaoh has to know that he's wrong in this regard right here. So now with that in mind, when we get further on into the miracles uh, that God worked by by the hand of Moses in Pharaoh's sight, I want I want to keep that in mind because I think that'll be important to understanding Pharaoh's response and also to understanding the whole idea of his heart being hardened. Anyway, y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.